3: Manhattan Grand Jury has voted to indict 24-year-old Daniel Penny in the chokehold death of 30-year-old homeless man Jordan Neely, which means this case will go to trial. Penny was indicted on a second-degree
0: manslaughter charge for placing Neely in a chokehold, killing him on board a New York City subway train on May 1st. The Grand Jury was not considering his
3: guilt or innocence, but rather whether there was sufficient evidence and reasonable cause to believe that a crime had been committed here. This is going to be interesting to watch. I assume that if you're interested in this story at all, you've seen the video, which includes a whole bunch of other passengers on top of this dude. So they thought he was a danger too, including, you know, some black people that are holding this guy down. So they must have thought he was uh, threatening. So Daniel Penny himself did an interview at some point.
0: I was scared for myself, but I looked around. I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces, saying, saying these threats. I couldn't just sit still.
3: So he was threatening to kill people, including him. That's why uh, he uh, tried to uh, restrain the guy and other people jumped in to help.
2: Yeah, the the restraining the guy and holding him down is 100% non-controversial. And anybody who claims he targeted a black man, it's a racial thing, is a a liar and a, a race hustler and is not to be taken seriously at all. I think the only question is why didn't he lighten up on the chokehold earlier? That's the legit criminal justice question
3: right. And also, I think anytime anybody throws in a subway um, um, uh, entertainment performer or whatever performer, they call
2: him right yeah.
3: Yeah, Michael was, Jackson impersonator. Yeah, exactly. Michael Jackson person. Well, maybe he was sometimes when he, his medication was better or he wasn't as crazy. But in this particular instance, he was going train car to train car, threatening to kill people. And people were looking away, hoping he didn't do anything, which doesn't always work
2: out. Yeah. Was he impersonating Michael Jackson several months ago when he punched an elderly woman in the face and broke bones in her face? Oh, wow. Randomly. Yeah. All right. So it'll be interesting
3: to watch that because there is going to be a trial. On to AI and ChatGPT. ChatGPT facing a defamation lawsuit for the first time filed by a radio talk show host. So good morning. I'm a little, uh, I'm already, you know, I got my antenna up wondering if this is just an attempt to get us or anybody else to talk about him.
2: Sounded legit to me,
3: but go on. Alleging that ChatGPT produced a hallucination accusing him of involvement in a federal lawsuit over embezzlement charges. Uh, Mark Walters is his name, filed a state complaint against OpenAI in Superior Court in Georgia asking for a jury to assess damages after ChatGPT produced a false complaint to a journalist about the radio host. The faux lawsuit claimed that Mr. Walters worked for a gun rights group as a treasurer and embezzled funds. That's a weird hallucination for ChatGPT to come up with. And this has happened a few times when we've been talking about this. Um, uh, Jonathan Turley, the law professor that's on Fox all the time, he had this happen to him. For a while, there was an article out there claiming what? Something horrible. That he'd groped some students or something like that? Yeah, and it ended up in the Washington Post because they found... Or was the hallucination a fake Washington Post article? I don't remember all the details. But anyway, it never happened. And it was created by, by AI. And this weird aspect of artificial intelligence is, well, it's weird.
2: The fact that it occasionally just makes stuff up. And even the creators of it don't know why it does that or what to do about it.
3: Yeah. And so this is not a minor deal, this first defamation lawsuit, because obviously if the company, which is a for-profit company, remember Elon talked about that, he helped start OpenAI with the idea it wasn't going to be a for-profit. It was like Mm -hmm. a... It was like a, a community experiment to try to see where AI is going to go and keep it under control. But they took it private for profit. If they get hit with a big number, then the whole these hallucinations are weird, aren't they? Is going to turn into a we got to get this under control. Or we're not going to be able to operate, don't you think?
2: Yeah. You know, uh, Europe is just taking steps to regulate AI in, in a way that's much more aggressive than the United States. Um It it has to do with uh, transparency about where they get the information and something more about their algorithms and such. So, God, where this goes, nobody knows.
3: A New York University law school professor said it's definitely uncharted waters. You have people interacting with machines. This is very new. How does publication work in that framework? Defamation occurs, it says, when false information is published about another person or business that damages a person or business's reputation. Is it? I don't see how it wouldn't be to fall into those to, the, to the, the, the that area if you create what looks like a Wall Street Journal article saying something about me that everybody believes is from the Wall Street Journal and is flying around,
2: right? right it's clearly damaging if if all the facts are as you know this guy presents them um it, he intent? was clearly damaged does there have to
3: be intent obviously uh, ai can't have intent
2: we'll see you. not yet anyway please see my previous screens about our computer overlords and <laughs> vital fluids anyway ah it, I, that's the very thing i was thinking about is this uh, defamation or is this a product liability lawsuit or both, because the, the chat GPT people, that's who we're talking about, designed a product that unleashed defamation of this guy to his detriment. Um, by the way, it's probably worth mentioning, he's he's never had any relationship with that gun rights organization at all. So it was just completely made up. But so a product pumped out an article that defamed him. Boy, and that's it, a new area of law.
3: They have any idea why? Like, I know in the Jonathan Turley case, he had no idea why AI just created that story.
2: Hmm. 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 (laughs) And you know what? That's the same sound that's being made in uh, law schools all over the country, too, I have a feeling.
3: Hmm. Well, (laughs) let me get that other one out there where lawyers used ChatGPT to research some cases to help benefit their client. And it turned out one or more or a bunch of them were completely, yeah. were completely made up, completely fabricated by ChatGPT, but looked completely real. They used them in court. Now, the judges, at least in this case so far, from what I read, not blaming the lawyers for something, saying it wasn't their fault. They didn't know they weren't yeah. doing it on purpose. But how are we going to go forward with that? Is this going to end the whole AI thing? Did it come and go that fast? Sorry, it doesn't work. It does this hallucination thing. So not as practical as we thought, as you were.
2: I think it's a lot like a lot of technologies. People thought, wow, this is stupendous. And then it turns out it needs a little more work, a little more tinkering. Okay. Or a lot more.
3: So one more thing in the world of artificial intelligence. So you brought us the story originally uh, earlier in the week, I think, that Paul McCartney was going to put out a new Beatles song. What was that? How did that whole thing work? What's the story on that? Well, they had some tr-
2: they had some tracks from back in the day and AI was able to enhance them and I guess imitate John Lennon's voice, I guess.
3: And Paul's into this though. Right? Uh Paul McCartney's actually um, you know, trying to put out another Beatles song, the last Beatles song, the last him and John Lennon working together with the help of AI. Well, so that announcement came out, and then any other doofus in the world apparently can do this, as far as I understand. Did you ever actually download ChatGPT and start messing around with it? You said no. you were going
2: to. No, but, I am going to.
3: But from what I understand, any doofus in the world could say, "Hey, ChatGPT created John Lennon song for me." And
2: well, yeah, I, that's right. What was the uh, the uh, the pairing that never happened? Drake and somebody yeah, uh, in a weekend. HL? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so why would you wait for Sir Paul mm-hmm. to do it if you could do it yourself? Right, Fake Drake, which uh,
3: did very well on iTunes for a weekend, was just somebody saying, hey, do this. So so is there any anything we need to know before we listen to this version here, Michael? Uh, this was made just
0: by a YouTuber.
3: Yeah, this is just a regular AI. person. This is not Paul McCartney involved. involved.
0: I it's, it's all
2: Well, it's not great.
1: Well,
3: if you played that for me and said, who do you think is singing this? I don't think I would have guessed John Lennon. I might, because it kind of sounds like him, but it's not clearly John Lennon.
2: You know what's interesting is a uh, couple of times they've dragged like unfinished Beatles tracks or John's home demos and said it's been enhanced and then we played longer than blah 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 and then when they played it, it sounds like uh, an at-home demo into a little tape machine. No matter what you do to it,
3: right? I have a feeling Paul McCartney's version is going to be uh, somewhat more consequential.
2: I would hope so. Yeah, that was uh, maudlin, so- unlistenable. One star. Well,
3: but so from what you understand, it actually involves tracks John already recorded, and then AI pulling them out of the mix or something.
2: That was my understanding. Yeah, yeah it could uh, identify and then imitate John's voice and and do stuff he hadn't actually done. Much like the Drake thing. I mean, the Drake thing was out of whole cloth. He hadn't done anything. He was as surprised right. as the rest of us, and that was good.
3: Yeah, and all this stuff is at the very. It's going to be ten times as good in a in a year, or maybe a hundred times better. I don't know. I don't know. I have no... Uh, oh, I almost did it again. Swear jar. Oh. Swear jar. I was going to drop a... The
1: <laughs> son of a... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was going to drop a faux <laughs> F-bomb, and I'm going to try to punish myself So another dollar in the swear jar.
2: But you didn't. You, you crept to the edge.
3: No, uh, I think it counts. Close, wow. Close enough.
2: Wow. So what's next? You know, the uh, disembodied John Lennon will, will sing some song calling Ringo a cat molester, and he'll get sued for defamation. I think G- chat GPT will something Edwards right through the looking glass here, people.
3: Well, like that. Do you have that Joe Biden thing? Very handy, Michael. Could you grab that? The, the AI Joe Biden that we use at the end of the show sometimes? How hard would that be? Uh, give me
2: a few seconds here. Okay.
3: But like, we'll play that in a few seconds. But I mean, that was just like a regular listener, right? That just yes. said, hey, have Joe Biden say this. I mean, if that is that good now, I think it will be impossible to figure out music and acting and all. I don't know.
2: Oh, yeah. That's one of the reasons the writer's strike is getting a lot of attention in Hollywood. It's that the actors unions are terrified of you know, a virtual Johnny Depp being on screen as the, the swaggering pirate, for instance. Mm. And to what extent does he own an image that looks like him and sounds like him, but wasn't generated by him or anything like that? It's all uncharted. This is
3: not actually Joe Biden. This is AI. Hey, folks, it's, uh, it's time for, for uh, final thoughts with
1: uh, Jack Armstrong, Joe Getty. Hopefully, afterward, me we can uh, go out and uh, slot five and uh, get some ice cream. Just, just have a good old time. Uh, It's going to be fascinating
3: to watch the whole music thing, because I got to think that soon practically anybody could say, hey, you know what? I'd like a new Bob Dylan song about a summer day. And you'll just have it and you'll listen to it in your car
2: as you drive around. Well, it's hot outside, but I'm wearing my swim trunks, so it's okay. (laughs) going to get me some ice cream with Joe Biden to pass the day.
3: For instance, you can see why he won the Nobel Prize for Literature. Uh, More on the way.
2: Armstrong and
3: Getty. I think my 11-year-old officially had his first job yesterday at the, really? uh, at the community pool, so I'll have to talk about that and uh, just the rules at the pool. Every year I enjoy talking about this because if you don't live in a super uptight part of the world like California, you don't, you don't know this is going on, but it's, it's really something.
2: That reminds me. I read a great piece by a psychologist talking about um, safetyism. It the article was all about why Generation Z is having so much trouble in the workplace. Sure, and it's it's they have been raised to never take any risk. Oh well, I got the example from the community pool coming up. Stay tuned. So we need to do a big podcast on this or something. The state of American healthcare. Uh, Craig Gottwalds recently wrote a piece that is absolutely brilliant and. Everybody in America should read it. I'm going to hit you with a little bit of it, and we don't. I'm looking at the clock. Hell, we have... Oh, oh. I said hell. Is that... Uh, it's up to you. That's up to you. I think I can get away with that. I I think...
3: If you think it's okay for the radio show? I don't think it's... I think it's a Oh, uh, I'm getting the look. <laughs> Damn,
1: you <laughs> son of <a> <laughs> <laughs> yes. Katie Cha-ching. Green also agrees. Oh, Not man.
2: okay. Dang it. All right. Um... <laughs> You know what? Here's here's my proposal, Jack, for you. I'm going to touch on this briefly, then let's go big during hour four, the award-winning fourth hour that many folks don't get on the air but can listen to via podcast. That is what I propose. This week, in the government healthcare complex's gluttonous plundering of U.S. business, we saw that... Cigna posted a 1.3 billion dollar profit in quarter 1 on the heels of learning that Cigna saves millions by having doctors reject claims without reading them. And United Healthcare lost a 91 million dollar suit for chronic underpayment and unjust claim denials. I read stories like this every week and become increasingly enraged at the cruel injustice of it all. The title of this piece is We're all paying more than double what we should for healthcare. And this is a healthcare double. expert writing it. More than double Wow, how how America's government programs, insurers, and hospitals relentlessly pilfer private plans, and then the next section we already have a socialized system. Uh, the American taxpayer funds seventy one percent of all healthcare in blue states like California. That leaves twenty nine percent of healthcare costs funded by folks paying their own way to pay two hundred and twenty four percent of what the healthcare industry's largest customer, the government, pays for the same procedures at the same facilities. Still think the health care you receive at work is not taxed? That is a brilliant insight. No, you don't pay taxes on medical benefits. Yes, you do. Your health care costs are two and a half times, almost two and a half times, what they ought to be when you get anything done to provide funds to Medicare and Medicaid patients. It's a huge tax. It's not recognized as a tax. Just wow. one more little chunk. The rampant fraud riddling American health care boggles my mind. And no, I'm not even talking about the fact that one of every $3 spent in the Medicare and Medicaid system is squandered on waste, fraud, and abuse. Uh, and he goes on, um, and uh, overpaying for prescriptions by 25 to 50%. Pharmacy benefits are a treasure trove of corrupt pricing, hidden rebates, and shell games that would expand this post beyond a reasonable length.
3: Uh, I got to say my reaction to this story is, uh, depression because I don't feel like anything can or will be done about this.
2: It would take all of us shouting in unison to drown out the healthcare lobby. Barely. That is, it's just corrupt to its core.
3: That is rough. And I just, I'm sure Craig would probably agree. It ain't likely to get better anytime soon.
2: What do you do? Storm the castles? Set yourself on fire? Write a letter to the editor?
3: (laughs) I'd choose one of those over the other, I'll tell you that. Uh, If you miss an hour, get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty on Demand.
0: Armstrong and Getty. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only Wait For It.
3: Boy Meets World House. Take a listen.
1: How lucky we were to have you guys.
0: This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is the White House aware of any recordings in which the president might be on tape speaking to a Burisma executive?
3: So the president spoke to this. I think he was shouted a question about this at the uh, Thursday uh, press conference. And I'm just going to quote him and say it's malarkey.
2: Malarkey, she says. Hmm. Referring to the story that came out, I think it was yesterday, that there is a Ukrainian oligarch who was involved in Burisma and has multiple tapes backing up conversations that he had. Uh, He kept them as a quote unquote insurance policy, as corrupt people often do, um, since there is no honor among thieves, uh, proving that he discussed bribes to the Biden family. That's according to a whistleblower. Uh, Biden was asked about this and had rather a flip answer not long ago. Michael, do you have that clip? Where's the money? Yeah, he said, if this is true, where's the money? And it's funny. We got this uh, email from uh, the fabulous JT. He said, "Um, it struck me as odd at the time. And the more I thought about it, the more convinced I became that Joe is guilty Up until recently, I'd always assumed at worst that he was an enabler of his family's attempts to pretend to give possible access in exchange for money. Me too. Et cetera, et cetera. That's where I've been on this story. When Biden said, where's the money? It struck a nerve. In my opinion, an honest man who understands that he's POTUS would never joke about corruption and bribery. And uh, to go with where's the money is beyond weird. It sounds exactly like somebody who spent years and years covering up a paper trail to disguise the payments. I liken it to asking a man if he killed his missing wife. And the guy says, where's the body? (laughs)
3: <laughs> Where's the money? If you put it that way, that's pretty good. That would be a really weird response.
2: You know, my only r- response to you, JT, in the president's defense is that he's senile and he says all sorts of stuff that's inappropriate and, and unjustifiable. Have you pressure?
3: Did I tweet out that? Have you seen that video of a young Joe Biden being uh, questioned about uh, corruption and in, in government in general? From nineteen, I'm not. from nineteen seventy four, I watched the whole thing. I was, I was, I was as much fascinated by wow, that's Joe Biden as what he said, because his nineteen seventy four is really close to fifty years ago, <laughs> and he was a grown up U.S. senator then. Anyway, right. it just he's so sh- much sharper and charming and and everything, and talking about corruption in D.C. and the donations and stuff like that. It was pretty interesting. Maybe I'll. Get that to Hansen, we can put that on the website.
2: So, what this all centers around is Mykola Zlochevsky, a former Ukrainian cabinet minister and founder of Burisma Holdings, the infamous natural gas company, Uh, he allegedly paid President Biden $5 million and possesses two audio recordings as insurance to secure the pay-for-play scheme, according to Republican lawmakers and a source, a trusted FBI source, allegedly. His whereabouts are unknown uh, at present. Some speculate he's in Monaco. He got Cypriot uh, citizenship. He was in Cyprus for a while. Um, in 2002, he co-founded Burisma, which allegedly changed owners in 2011 to an offshore Cypriot investment fund. According to the Guardian UK, from 2010 to 2012, Zlochevsky was Ukraine's ecology and natural resources minister and was deputy secretary of the National Security and Defense Council for several years in 2012 to 2014. As the environment minister, some accused Zlochevsky of handing out gas licenses to his cronies, um, and that's that's the the Russian style. That's why Putin's so rich. If you want a uranium mine, you pay him for the rights. Anyway, um, so he was under suspicion of money laundering and public corruption related to Burisma, and the prosecutor Victor Shokin investigated the case and was on this guy's trail before he was fired. This may remind you, clip fifty nine. Of Mister, uh, what, what did I just say? His name is Shokin's firing. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to the press conference. and said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to, or, or we're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, you're not getting the billion, I'm going to be leaving here, and I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Now, at the time that tape came out and people were aghast, The story from the Obama administration was, no, we wanted the prosecutors fired because the prosecutor fired because he wasn't investigating hard enough. But the allegation here was that Biden got a ginormous fine from or I'm sorry, bribe from the folks who run uh, Burisma and that he went ahead and got the guy fired. By the way, in 2016, Hunter Biden and his associate, Devin Archer, held seats on Burisma's board, where Hunter Biden earned $83,000 a month as a board member because he's an international gas genius. (laughs) (laughs) And artist. And artist. Given that fact, that he was (laughs) earning inexplicably large amounts of money for something he had no expertise in. I would say the nefarious explanation of that prosecutor's firing rings a little more true than the innocent one. I don't know for sure, but this stinks.
3: Hey, nice car. What do you do for a living? I'm an IGG, international gas genius.
2: (laughs) And there's more. There's more to this. Um Vice President Biden met with Devin Archer at the White House in 2014. Five days later, he visited Ukraine, and he soon after was described in the press as the public face of the administration's handling of Ukraine, et cetera. Et cetera. I think it turns out that this story is true. It will be slow-walked and soft-pedaled by the mainstream media and by forces in government long enough to get Biden out of office or into uh, the family plot, if you will, Um yeah, you know, but I, it sure rings true. The
3: only see, I the only significant thing I see to this story because I just don't believe that there's ever any follow through on any of these things. Nobody ever pays a price for any of these things. The only significance to it to me is it could be a factor in the president's decision on whether or not to leave. You know, he's not quite there yet. Yeah, I'm old. I'm losing it. I'm getting pressure. My wife wants me to go. Mm, uh look at my poll numbers I'd hate to lose and the whole hunter thing hanging out there yeah it, it could be the you know the the oomph that makes him want to step down that's that's the significance to it to me
2: uh yeah I would agree with that cuz I just um, don't
3: I- think anything ever actually happens <laughs>
2: yeah, I wonder. I mean Hunter and Jim Biden, who's uh, the younger brother of the president, could be prosecuted for ill-gotten gains and tax offenses and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, in terms of Joe, I think you're you're probably correct. Just one more thing from this uh, whistleblower complaint and the uh, the uh, the source, the trusted source uh, was that um, he was told the quote was they they'll never find they'll never figure this out. It would take at least 10 years because I've used so many different bank accounts which fits in with the fact pattern of uh, payments being made from that Chinese company to inexplicably to a bunch of Biden relatives and shell companies. Mm. It's becoming more and more clear. You know, the, the greater significance for the United States might be we get somewhat better in rooting this sort of thing out. You know, the thieves are always one step ahead of the cops, but at least that would be a positive
3: uh coming up i want to talk about this wall street journal article it's easier to get your uh your for your kid to get a job as a lifeguard than as a an intern in some office somewhere in the current climate and it pays wow. well and um and then i want to talk about my kids experience at the pool speaking a lifeguard so we'll get to that at some point
2: quick word from our friends at my pillow however we were talking yesterday about um how often you switch out your bath towel and I, through my brave leadership, forced everybody to admit that it was less often than they claimed.
3: Well, I'm w- fully willing to admit. I think back when I was a single man, I might go all summer.
2: <laughs> Oy, but maybe you need more better towels. And the folks at My Pillow have a great offer on the Six piece Towel Set. USA Cotton, extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. And what a price. So
3: this set comes with two baths, two hand towels, two washcloths, typically retailing for almost 100 bucks. For a limited time, you can get this set that's usually ninety nine ninety eight for twenty five bucks with the promo code Getty. That's over seventy percent in savings.
2: 25 bucks for a six-towel set. You know they'll sell out fast, machine-washable, very durable, multiple styles and sizes. To find this offer, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener's Special Square to get this cleaner's price, 25 bucks on the towel set. It won't last long. Again, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener's Special Square, and remember the code GETTY, G-E-T-T-Y. You know why they do this? It's so you become familiar with the website, and you look at the other products. It's what they call a loss leader, I think.
3: That's a good idea.
2: Yeah, but it's I mean you're you're ripping off uh, my pillow. Take advantage of lost leaders <clears throat> always. Yeah. Always, yeah.
3: So, uh, we'll get to this Wall Street Journal look at work out there for young people. But uh, they use an example of this girl. She's 17 in San Jose and she's working as a swim instructor. Like I don't know how much training you need. you got to have a fair amount of training to be a lifeguard, but I don't know about a swim instructor how much you have to have. Anyway, what does it pay? twenty dollars an hour wow I remember when you had to be like really talented at something to make twenty dollars an hour not very long ago now you're the 17 year old because you'll show up and help little kids learn how to splash their legs 20 bucks an hour Wow uh, more thank you that, that, that uh,
2: excellent sound
3: effects really brought it to life
2: man I now I get it they're making money in the pool yeah. <laughs>
3: couple of quick things before we take a break and talk about that. One, have you seen the guy who just broke the world record for doing a Rubik's Cube? No. It's really quite amazing. I'd heard about this before, but I'd never seen it before. So he set the new record. It's three-some seconds. But so they You could give me three
2: weeks, by the way.
3: I used to do the Rubik's Cube for... Uh, I rode the school bus, so I had a half hour to kill every day both ways, and I'd do the Rubik's Cube for hours. Now, I got decent. I can do three, four sides, but I never could do the whole thing. Um, but this kid, yeah, anyway, I decided
2: it wasn't worth my time and trouble. So I learned to play the guitar again and it got checks. So anyway,
3: very few <laughs> girlfriends because if I could do four sides of the <laughs> Rubik's Cube. Um, uh, but this kid, so he, the world record holder, so they give him the Rubik's Cube all messed up. This is what he does. I didn't quite understand what he was doing at first, but he looks it over for a long time. Turns it around, turns around, turns around, looks it over. So he gets in his mind what he's got to do. Which would take a certain level of talent and memory and everything like that. I
2: ain't got that. So he
3: looks it over for quite a while. Then he sets it down. Then they say, go. Then he picks it up. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003,
2: done. Oh, his brain works so differently than
3: mine. Yeah, some of that is just that. Like, yeah, your brain is just wired different.
2: That would have to be cool to be able to, to just to be able to look at that, how, for how see long? the patterns and what had to be done. For how long? other applications. Oh, you okay. could probably design bridges and stuff.
3: I mean, once no, you, I don't mean the Rubik's cube specifically. Once you've shown all your friends one time, I think that bar trick is over.
2: You show it around at a bar, and none of the girls want to go out with you, right? Then I mean, learn the, to play the, the guy guitar. next to
3: you is going to say, "Look, I can flip this peanut off my nose and catch it in my mouth." Same thing,
2: <laughs> you know. Mm. <laughs>
3: Ah, summer jobs. We'll talk about that and other stuff on the way.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen.
1: how lucky we were to have you guys.
0: This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air?
0: For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points.
1: Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air.
0: Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Our own Katie Green just hit us with this. If you watch the movie Jaws Backwards, it's a heartwarming story about a shark who gives arms and legs to disabled people.
2: (laughs) Pretty funny. That is funny. (laughs) He backward chewed a leg onto him. (laughs)
3: Um, I look forward to when my kids are old enough to work. Unfortunately, that's a, a, a later age than it ought to be in the modern world. Uh, like my 13 year old should be able to get a job doing something, but it doesn't work that way now. Um, it's weird that there, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. There, there's quite the movement out of there that just thinks it's a horror that like 13 and 14 year olds would work. States where they're allowing uh, kids that young to work at McDonald's, for instance, and that's just a horror
2: from wow. a culture where, you know, when we were kids, and we we're not 80 like the president. When <laughs> we were kids, if I didn't get a summer job, I'd have been eating bread and water, I think.
3: Well, no, it would have been a weird, I mean, because all your friends did. So, yeah. It would have been strange, and um, uh, my son would love uh, to get a job. My thirteen-year-old son, he would love it if he could go work at Target or Burger King or something like that, but he's not allowed to. So it's it's weird. And and then and then you got a chunk of the country that thinks that a uh, horror that kids would do that. So weird. It's it's amazing that people growing up in the same country can have such different views of things. Right now, we have ten point one million job openings in the United States. And 5.7 million unemployed job seekers. Now, we have like 7 to 10 million people of working age who are unemployed that aren't seeking a, jo- seeking a job. Uh, we should spend some time on that as a country. Aren't they
2: starving? How do they live?
3: Right. That's a very good question. And more time should be spent looking
2: into that. Or of these Quite a few of them are in your local park doing drugs, by the way. Or of these
3: 5.7 million unemployed, how come you, aren't, you haven't already taken one of these 10 million jobs? At least until you get a better one. I don't understand how that works. Anyway, the overall point with the Wall Street Journal is how this summer lifeguards have better job prospects than office interns. Swim instructors, ice cream scoopers, camp counselors are among this summer's most sought-after workers. Office interns, not so much. And I go through some of the numbers in that, and we mentioned a little bit ago they've got a a girl here in San Jose, she's 17. She's helped teaching little kids how to swim and making $20 an hour.
2: Which is, wow, that's really good. Yeah, I'd say.
3: Uh, here's somebody in uh Hunt Valley, Maryland. She's making $14 an hour plus tips preparing Italian ice at a uh, like ice cream shop. So, you know, taking a little cup, putting the ice in it, squirting the flavor on it. $14 an hour plus tips.
2: That's pretty and good. And like everything else in America, for some reason now, thanks to the little credit card machine, you're pressured to tip everybody for everything. Right. Yeah. I'll have you to- literally put a scoop of ice cream in a cup. A monkey could do that if it weren't, you know, probably going to poop in the store here and its fur get in the ice cream. That's the only reason there's not a monkey doing your job.
3: Right. Uh, my son, uh, I would call this his first unofficial job. It only lasted like two minutes, but... We walked into the community pool the other day, and the lifeguards came up and said, Hey, we got some new lifeguards we need to train. Would you pretend to be drowning for a free otter pop? And so they gave him some instructions on what area of the pool to go to, so he splashed around for a while, gurgled, did the dead man's float? Yes. They jumped into the pool to save him. And uh, then he got a free otter pop, which is wages. That's in payment for a work done. So I consider that a job.
2: I would be willing to fake a heart attack for a bag of barbecued potato chips. Hmm? Do we have a deal? Yeah,
3: I actually thought I should do that. uh, I'm on on the older end of people at the community pool. I should have gone in there and clutched my chest, fallen over backwards and gotten, uh, I don't know. A gin and tonic or something.
2: (laughs) This is weird. God is punishing me for making that joke by giving me a back spasm as we speak. But I got reintroduced as I do every single year. I'm sorry. It was distasteful. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: (laughs) You believe in a vengeful God and quick acting. Um, (laughs) I got reminded as I do every single year going to the community pool, the stupid, stupid rules they have at the community pool. And I don't know if it's the town, the county, or the state that causes this. My kids love it when we travel to, like, Arizona to see my parents because they get to go to a a community pool there where they can do things like do a cannonball off the side into the pool because that's not allowed. Oh, mercy. They think it's so, like, wild and out of control. You wonder why you got all this anxiety and kids going nuts. You've convinced them that it's too dangerous to jump off the side of the pool and grab your legs and try to make a big splash. Or you're not allowed to jump up in the air... Rotate and then land on your feet. You need to jump. You need to go. You can't turn while you're in the air. If the land feet first. Oh, uh, my son got uh, whistled for bouncing twice on the diving board. One bounce. You get one bounce on the diving board. You're not allowed to do flips either, which I remember was a big thing at the community pool when I was a kid. Learning to do a flip, or can you do a flip? And uh, no, no flips allowed. Way too dangerous.
2: Just well, it's, it got the, the, there are so many bodies in the deep end that you know it got grotesque.
3: It's so crazy. Um, I've gone from being angry about it. I'm still angry about it, but just um, uh, interested in it. And like I keep saying, uh, those of us who remember when life wasn't like this will die. And then the next generation will think it was always this way. It was always against the rules to do a cannonball into the pool.
2: more on safetyism next hour if you don't get next hour grab it via podcast armstrong and getty on demand
0: armstrong and getty what's up y'all janice torres here and i'm austin hankwitz we're the hosts of mind the business small business success stories a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's ruby studios and intuit quickbooks join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air?
0: For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning.